this crazy dream about some folks who love this country who all began to dream the same dream and when the morning came there arose across this nation people thinking one and the same and they awoke to find their freedoms and all their liberties had gradually been taken away and when they realized the danger to their posterity i heard those patriotic people say we want this country back When the stars and stripes forever symbolize her glorious name, America. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to the second hour here of the Concord Lantern. I am your host, Maggie Rose, and you're listening to the Concord Lantern here on Republic Broadcasting Network at www.republicbroadcasting.org. For those of you that are also listening at www.talkstreamlive.com, We want to welcome you as well. Today's date is December the 18th, 2023. And I have in the studio here my good friend Rob Taylor of the Rob Taylor Report um, out of the Coos County Bandon area. Um, And he was telling our story in the first hour of what happened to him um, when he was doing radio. And as a good journalist, he was only stating the facts and the evidence as he knew it. And as a result of that, he was kicked off of his show After about five years running, um, all the effort and work that he's put into that show, over 5,000 listeners just on the coast alone, not counting those of us here that are more inland, and also people that he associates with have also been threatened and retaliated against as well. Um, This is not unlike what happened to Chris Brumbles. Many of you know that he is an Army veteran. He uh, had been involved with Oath Keepers uh, years ago uh, with 3%. He is the Columbia County, in Columbia County, Oregon, coordinator of Oregon Firearms Federation. He works very closely with Kevin Starr uh, regarding the Oregon firearms issues here in Oregon um, and trying to fight against Measure 114, which fortunately a judge up in Harney County uh, made a ruling Um, that what they're trying to do, the Democrats are trying to do, Portland, Salem, Oregon are trying to do with Measure 114 is unconstitutional. Now, Chris Brumbles had his own show, The Trigger Warning, and so he has a lot in common with Rob Taylor because basically the same thing happened to him, too, when people decided they didn't like his message uh, that he was putting out in his show, The Trigger Warning. So I want to welcome Chris Brumbles. He was formerly my co-host on Fridays. Welcome him back in the studio, and I'm going to sit back and have him and Rob talk a little bit about this, and uh, Chris is going to share his thoughts about what's going on here in Oregon 
with people like Solomon Yu uh, and the relationship of David Brock Smith with the China Council uh, that was founded years ago, as Rob educated us, to supposed to start off with Salem being the sister city to one city in China. How did that end up with David Brock Smith, our senator, of doing business with a Democrat out of California who's recently bought another piece of property in Oregon where he has been registered as a Democrat in San Francisco, Alameda County, California, and then registering according to um, a person here in the Republican Party. He's registering in Oregon um, down in Gold Beach as an independent. For those of you that were not in the first hour, the Democrat Party has the Independent Party also in California. They basically do the same thing. They work together hand in hand. Two lawyers in Oregon who are Democrats, diehard Democrats, founded, co-founded the Independent Party of Oregon, which basically um, kowtows and works with the Democrat Party. So as far as I'm concerned, the Independent Party is not made up of a bunch of people that choose to vote independently. Um, I feel that the Independent Party is extremely liberal and are basically working hand-in-hand with the Democrat Party to make sure the Republican Party never, ever sees the governor's office again. So I want to welcome you back, Chris Brumbles, here to what is now going to be called the Concord Lantern. Well, thank you, Maggie. And good to see you, Rob. You know, I got to tell you, I listened to your, I, I listened to Rob's stuff. He, Rob has it tougher than I did because they tried to pretend like, like they weren't letting me go, <laughs> and they, they claimed that somebody came in and paid a lot more money, and they had to give them my spot because they needed the money. But I, I think that was a bunch of baloney. And the, actually, the session, the election cycle before, I had got kicked off all three papers because uh, I'm a racist. <laughs> Evidently, if you say racist means what if you say anything that the left doesn't like, and I will never stop doing that. So, anyways, I've done barely any research on David Brock Smith compared to what Rob has done, and already it's not looking good for this guy, and even worse for his constituents. I mean, if you join the co- communist groups like the Oregon China Connection, in fact, he chairs two different spots at least. If you hang out with communists, if you work to push legislation that helps them and you visit communist countries, it's probably, might you might be a duck. You know what I mean? Yeah, it walks <laughs> there, like a some, duck, it talks like a duck, yeah. right? Yeah, some, some just don't look right. And David Brock Smith, you know, and there's other things he's done. He didn't walk out with the Senate. He found an excuse to stay behind. He's He he signed that, that women hygiene bill for the boys' bathroom. I mean, he doesn't show me much that, to prove that he's a Republican, the guy's a rhino, and a rhino is a leftist. And and I'm sorry, what if anybody doesn't believe me? The guy's a freaking left, a leftist. Now he's using the Linsky tactics against Rob, and they will be his downfall because Rob's not going to give up, right? I'm not going to give up, and it, it's uh, you know it's much worse than than you th- would think. I and I should have realized this when David Brock Smith was a Curry County commissioner. And we were going around the state trying to push that Second Amendment preservation ordinance. Mm-hmm. I went down to Curry County. We Tom McCurgan was with me. You remember old Tom? And we had like 50, Mr. 60 Meredith. people with us. And uh, we were trying to push that legis- or that ordinance in the county. And we told them if they don't do it by the board, we were going to do it by initiative. Well, during the meeting, David Brock Smith asked me to step outside he wanted to talk to me about this 
compromise that we were going to do. And as soon as I heard the word compromise, I knew it wasn't going to be good. But you like to listen to the guy because, you know, you, you want to hear and see if maybe it's something you can live with. And one of the things that David Brock Smith asked me to do was to accept the board passing an ordinance without the penalty clause. That's the most important clause in the entire ordinance is the penalty clause where it charges someone who violates your Second Amendment rights with $2,000 plus a Class Class C misdemeanor. And he took that out of the ordinance because he said it, it interfered with their collective bargaining, the county's collective bargaining with the other unions, especially the legal, the law enforcement union. And so... I told him I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But if that's what we got to do to do it by the board, and I should have just told him, look, let's not do it. Let's pass an initiative. But he, we went back in there. The board voted on it. It passed without the penalty clause. And then get this, David Brock Smith, everywhere he goes, and he talks about the Second Amendment Preservation Ordinance, he tells people that it's the most stringent enforced ordinance in the, in Curry County, that of all the counties, they have the most stringent ordinance, which is exactly the opposite because they don't have the penalty clause. That should tell you something about David Brock Smith. Oh, yeah, he's a big fat-headed liar, and he's he's all he's he's a politician, not a statesman, obviously. Right. You know, there's two things I've been hearing every year. I hear from these legislators. Oh yeah, we've got a plan. We've got a plan, and I will tell them unconditional surrender is not a freaking plan. Oh, no, we've got something. You're just going to have to wait for it. I said, I already know you're going to surrender. And what did they do this year? They surrendered again. In fact, they took half of their people with them. They ate their own. I mean, you had some people that were that had the cojones enough to step outside the Senate and and protect our rights. And then they just turned on them and stuck a knife in their back and twisted their own party so that they could get benefits and money, whatever. I don't know what all the bribes are. I do know what some of them are, but they got bribed again. And no. the other thing is that we need more Republicans. And, and I'll tell them, you need to back the grassroots instead of attacking them. Oh, no, right. we need more Republicans first. We have to compromise. Well, you don't have to compromise on our rights and on their oath of office in the U.S. and Oregon Constitution. They, they don't have the authority to do that. But sorry to cut you off, Rob. Go ahead. Oh, no, not at all. And that's that's exactly what happened during this past legislative session is that Tim Knopp went back in there. And the first thing he should have asked for is for the, the Democrat leadership to excuse the absences of those other 10 Republican senators. But he didn't ask for that. What he did was ask for a compromise, that word again, on 2001, the child mutilation bill and the abortion bill for little girls, that's what they were doing. I challenge him to name one compromise. They're using the Hegelian dialect. We don't win. It is no compromise. It's only compromise to them. <laughs> I mean, what, what, name one compromise we've ever won. We never won. We never, we never won. won. No, we don't. Nope. It's Hegelian no, dialect. They take a little by little by little till they have the whole thing. And I'm sick and tired of these so-called Republicans coming out and, and trying to preach compromise to us. And then they, they then they come out. I, I'm not going to mention the representative's name I talked to the other day, but he was telling me, Chris, we could. I told him, you need to walk out and show that you, you're with the people, even though it'll do no good. Walk out, show you're with the people, and you're not listening to the caucus and the lobbyists. And he literally told me that they 
he, he had to stay because the polls they were getting were showing 100 people wanted him to stay to everyone that wanted him to walk. And then I told him, those are Democrat polls. They don't even know they're being fed Democrat polls. Exactly. These people are morons, it, man. It's so and much David of that. Brock Smith is among one of the biggest morons. That guy, well, <laughs> I saw know, when he... Chris, Chris yeah. I, I talked to another Rob. The, you, you know who he is. And um, no. he said, well, you know, we have to do certain deals with China if we're going to stay ahead of the curve. And I don't think he really understood just how deeply in bed the Oregonian Democrats have put us with the red Chinese. And he believes, as well as does Virgil Osborne and David Brock Smith, that we need to compromise with them constantly. If we give a little, at least we'll get something. That's what do we get? I know. What do we get? We, Why is it a compromise? Why is it when we compromise, it always goes to the left's favor? It goes to the favor of the left. It never comes to the favor of the right. See, no. compromise is when yep. we both get something out of it. Exactly. There and then that's what I was dialect. That's what I was trying to point out. Now, as you all know, is when originally uh, Rob Taylor and Diane were invited by certain members of Douglas County Republican Party to come and speak about what happened to Rob Taylor, what happened to Diane, and uh, the people that invited them, they were appropriate to invite them, but originally they were inviting them to a menu, uh, uh, a venue of Republican PCPs that were going to be getting together for what I believe is a closed PCP-only strategy meeting. That was not the proper venue to invite Rob Taylor and Diane too. And so I do agree with the chair, uh, Larry Reeves of the Douglas County Republican Party, that that was not the proper venue to invite uh, Rob Taylor and Diane too, that it should have been in a separate venue. Now, when the people that invited Rob Taylor and Diane were told by the chair and the rest of the board, you can't do that. We can't have them come and speak. It has to be a, a nonpartisan, a separate venue, separate from the Republican Party strategy or PCP meeting that was appropriate. And so those individuals did go back and they did find a separate venue, which was a restaurant. Right, Rob? Yes, it was. It and, was the and, North was, 40 Brewery. And so the North 40 Brewery, all people were invited, Republicans, Democrats, anybody who wanted to come. It was not a Republican venue. It was a separate bipartisan venue that was not an all at all connected to their closed PCP or precinct strategy meeting that they were going to have. So then what happened after they said, OK, yeah, maybe we jumped the gun. We didn't get, you know, uh, Larry Reese permission and the rest of the board. So Larry was correct in that. OK, but what upsets me is that those individuals then went and did the right thing, the correct thing, and they set a separate venue up. And they themselves went to listen to you. These Republicans who originally were trying to get your side of the, the issue heard, they went to listen to you. And now they're being threatened, I understand, with yes. being kicked off of their re Republican board or their committees in the Douglas County, Oregon Republican Party because they even went to hear anything that you had to say about David Brock Smith. That concerns me. That is no different 
than silencing, censoring. It's what the Democrats do. It's what the communists do. It's what tyranny is. Okay, I just got back from the Alamo. You all know I went down to Texas last week for the memorial service of my first cousin, Jim. And while we are in San Antonio, we, we decided to stay an extra three days for, you know, the expense of flying down there, the three of us, and coming back. My son had never been to the Alamo. And so he's 31 years old, and he's a history buff. And so we went to the Alamo and some other museums down there, two or three other museums while we were down there. And one of the things that the lady said to me in the Alamo is she said, this Alamo, this stand was against tyranny. That's what it was all about. So here we are in Oregon dealing with tyranny right here. And if you've got people like David Brock Smith or Mr. Tuttle um, saying that we are going to make sure you never run for office again, your friend never runs for office, you don't get to have your radio show, they're trying to silence the truth. They don't want the evidence to come forward. And this is no different than Meta or Facebook. I mean, I said in the first show, um, Congressman Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y, I think out of Missouri, I actually have a video sent to me on Telegram where he's talking about the tyranny, the silencing, the violation of the Second Amendment, the violation of the First Amendment. And he even said in um, the court case of Missouri versus, I think it was Biden, Missouri versus Biden, um, it was brought up by the courts that you cannot silence people's speech, not even on social platforms. And yet Facebook and Meta is so wealthy and they've got great lawyers that can run through all these different hoops to make sure that they can shadow bound us and take us down even when we're presenting evidence and the truth. And Rob, that's what happened to you. And I think that's what happened to Chris. It's no different than Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Sorry, Chris. No, no, no problem. So I just lost my train of thought, but this, these people are acting just like leftist act. They want, they want to, they attack you and then they want to alienate you. But Rob's not going to allow himself to be alienated. I know that. And then they want, they won't stop there. They want to destroy you. They, they, right. they hate, they hate us. They hate the Americans. They hate Caucasians. They hate, yeah, I mean, they, they hate everything this country stands for. And so they have to be the arbiter of truth or their truth doesn't work. And so Rob told a different narrative. And so he was successful by getting them to perk up. (laughs) Yeah, I hit a nerve, Chris. And I'll tell you what, it's the same nerve that Kevin Starrett hit when he went after David Brock Smith. And David retaliated against Kevin, trying Mm -hmm. to pin him as a fringe group and a radical person. Yeah, well... We know who the real friends group is, don't we? We the ones yes. who are destroying our country. But yeah, I think I think you you you'll be pop, more popular than ever once you get your podcast going. And that's what I intend to do. I'm not going to be silenced by these people. And I've often said on my radio show, if I have to choose between my radio show and being an activist, because I've been an activist over 30 years, I've been a successful activist. I will take activism over a radio show. These people are, they don't understand. David Brock Smith is going to be at the commissioner's meeting tomorrow here in Coos County, and he's going to get a warm reception from me and about 40 of my followers 
who are not going to allow him to get away with whatever he's going to say up there. Because right now he's coming to the commissioner's meeting tomorrow at 930 in Coquille at the Owen building. He's going there so he can try to redeem his reputation. But we're just going to lay on even harder than ever before. Can you give out the address of where that will be tomorrow, Rob? It's uh, 201 Adams Street in Coquille, Oregon, 9.30 a.m., 201. 201 Adams, like President Adams. Yes. 201 Adams Street in Coquille at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Okay, I think that is excellent, and I, I believe he's doing this probably to do damage control. What do you think? Oh, it's total damage control. Yeah, oh, yeah he's going to he, he's got to go tell some lies. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you know, and the thing is, is that it's interesting because I met with him. Um, the Umpqua Valley Women's Republican Party. Um, they had a meeting, um, uh, kind of a fundraiser. <coughs> excuse me. Um, not very long ago, and he was there. And I went up and tried to get in a conversation with him about a couple things that I had heard that completely contradicted what he and Virgil Osborne had both said to me at another time separately. And when I got a hold of him later on Facebook Messenger, um, I said, you know, I said, you weren't being completely honest with me. Um, the things that you told me that you were going to vote for you did not vote for and the things you told me you were not going to stand for, you actually were conferring to the Democrat Party about. And I'm very concerned about that. I mean, when a, when a representative lies to you like that and he just wants to get your vote, he wants to get you in his corner. And then once he's in office, he doesn't care what you think, because now he's in the office and he can do whatever he wants to do. And he can be in bed with whoever he wants to be in bed with. And what's really concerning me is this thing with Solomon Yu, who was brought here uh, and sponsored here by his mentor, um, one of the heads of the World Economic Forum, that we now all know how evil they are, um, that Solomon Yu's whole purpose was to come from China, give us the sob story that he was coming from a communist country, and you know, look at this horrible country he came from. And he came here, his whole purpose was to insert himself in the Republican Party and work his way up to Washington, D.C., which he did do with the GOP, and basically keep the Republican Party from ever being in the governor's mansion again. And in the 25 years, I would say that Solomon Yu has been very successful at that, wouldn't you? By the way, I just wanted to, Rob said earlier, we haven't had a Republican governor, he thought, in 20 years. It's been 36 years, just so. 36 years, that's. 1987 was, was the last year that Victor Atia was in. And we've had the, the mail-in ballot since, I believe it was 97? Yeah, I don't know. It's way too long. <laughs> yeah. Way too long. Yeah, they so have then, perfected they have perfected ballot stuffing and cheating using the ballot mail in ballot system here in Oregon, and that's what they took nationally because they perfected it here and mm -hmm. they figured out how to rig the system because there's no way in, in all the odds of running elections that you would have no Republican governor in thirty six years. That just it just blows my mind when you have 31 of the 36 counties who are Republican counties. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I, I believe they're doing it to ballot measures big time. Yeah. I mean, let's just talk, if you don't mind me just talking about 114 just for a minute. 
Okay. Well, first I'll catch you up. Arnold v. Kotek is is the battle against 114 at the state level, and the state came out and said it was facially unconstitutional in all applications. That's pretty simple. And then, of course, you know, they they put out a findings of fact. Well, the state had a problem with the findings of fact, of course, because they're stomping their feet and throwing throwing their weight around. And so they're doing this procedural method to go. They're going to go on January 2nd, and they're going to argue against some of the findings the judge found. They're going to try and get him to change his mind on his findings of fact, but I don't think it's going to work. So they didn't like when the judge said that mags are proportionate, uh, are, are needed for firearms. They didn't like that. He said that they would, people would have to be denied their rights for at least 30 days. So they're going to try and get him to rewrite that. And there was something else. Oh, the, they didn't like that. He said that, you know, they can't use Nick's They have, you know, see against the, it's illegal for the FBI to use Nick's for this purpose. And since they they went and made a diff, you know post trial they made a diff they made a, a, a what do you call that they made an agreement with the FBI that they would do a temporary they would temporarily change that and do the background checks they think they got it all figured out but I do believe that one fourteen will stand until we get to the you know as unconstitutional until we get to the appeals court and the appeals right. court will screw us over. Because 12 of them were appointed by Democrats. One of them, the one Republican, is a far-left radical Marxist. And, in fact, in our say-so, he basically he didn't really put out any law. He just said our, our law was unconstitutional because we're racist and anti-Semites. <laughs> so uh, it was fun to file a complaint on that judge, even though I knew nothing would happen with it. You know, I don't see too many Republicans in the streets right now who are protesting against in Israel, screaming "Kill the Jews." Right. Those are the base. Those are the base members of the Democrat Party who are doing yep. that. Yep, they're all Marxist, and it is. I don't call it the Democrat Party anymore. I call it the Marxist Party because that's what they are. Yeah, I well, mean, they're it, Nazi commies. They're Nazi commies. I mean, who else would want to kill Jews? But. They are, and that's what right? I call them neo-commie fascists. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I made that word up or what, but it sure suits them. Because what is the, what is the definition? What is the definition of the uniparty? What do you see the uniparty as being? I say they're all working for the same ends. They're they're screwing us on both sides of the aisle. That's what the uniparty is, in my opinion. And I'll tell you right now, I don't believe David Brock Smith is a communist. I believe he's a globalist. And part of that is because if you look at the Oregon-China Council, they promote the UN uh, platform on sustainability, number one, and they're partnering with the World Economic Forum. And if you question David about it, he acts like he had no idea that was happening, yet he's the main a functioning legislator in that council. Hey, Rob, if you go out and sit with a bunch of your friends and they go in and rob a bank and you just drive the car, are you a bank robber? You're damn right you are. Yep. So if you hang out with communists and go to the and, and all their groups, I think he is a communist, whether he knows it or not. He might not yeah. know it, yeah. Yeah. I think that he's, if you're helping them and directly going against the people that you're supposed to be working for, you're a communist. I don't, I, I and it's well, you look at the World Economic Forum and you listen to what Klaus Schwab preaches. Yep. He preaches Fabian socialism, which is 
basically communism, but it's it's the Fabian socialism is where they're going to have this socialist communist global government overseeing and being overlords for the common man who will live in their their controlled capitalist market that they will be able to decide the, the where who gets what in the society that's what equity is all about you know they're going to make sure that everyone is equal and made equal through market means and that's what they're practicing on the global level it's it's fabian socialism but you know what if there's it's more than that you if you go back and you look at the hunger games where they started off saying they were going to do that same thing and then you found the people the elitist the well-to-do people the privileged people the chosen people lived in the capital city and they ended up having the best of everything and the other 11 or 12 uh, districts ended up having nothing, okay, basically, and they had to give whatever they produced, whether you lived in the District 1 along the coast, if you lived in District 7, which was in the forest area, you would have to give the best of everything you produced to the capital city who were eating and drinking the fine wines and the good food and the meat and the vegetables and fruit and the cookies and the candies and everything that in the other 11, 12 districts they didn't have. Now, you also go back and you look at a book that I – and many of us were asked to read in high school, which was called Animal Farm. Yep. And if you remember the book in uh, Animal Farm, the, the the animals felt that Farmer Jones or whatever his name wasn't treating them fairly. Oh, my goodness. Going to another break. The only things that I understand, the only things that I understand. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, Independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, Uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. Welcome, folks, back to the Conquered Lantern. You are listening to host Maggie Rose, and we have Rob Taylor of the former Rob Taylor Report and Chris Brumbles of Trigger Warning. You are listening to us today on December the 18th, 2023. I want to let you all know that this is going to be in the archives. Um, If you want to listen to this again, um, Julie will be putting this up in the archives. You go to Republic Broadcasting Network. That's www.republicbroadcasting.org. Again, that's www.republicbroadcasting.org. And up in the top left hand, you'll see archives. You go down. After clicking on that, you look for the Conquering Lantern with Maggie Rose. And today's date, December 18th. And you can listen to the show again. Also, to let you know that uh, the Conquered Lantern, which has now uh, been moved to Mondays um, from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, and uh, 3 to 5 Mountain, and 4 to 6 Central Time, will not be broadcasting next week, Monday. Uh, Mike and Julie and the staff are taking off for the Christmas holiday, a much-deserved holiday. And so they will be replaying um, the shows from some of uh, the broadcasters' prior shows. I've asked for this particular one to be rebroadcast again next Monday, Christmas Day, uh, at the same time, uh, 2 to 4 p.m., 
uh, Pacific Standard Time uh, on Christmas Day. So if you have any friends that want to listen to this, especially people in Oregon, um, let them know that this particular show uh, regarding Rob Taylor and Chris Brumbles will be rebroadcast again Christmas afternoon. We also will not be having the Concord Lantern on January the 1st because that's going to be a day when Republic Broadcasting is doing its fundraising and trying to raise money for the studio so we can keep the programming on air. So I will not be back with you until January the 8th after today. Uh, January the 8th, the Concord Lantern will be resuming its regular two-hour programming here on Republic Broadcasting. But again, you can go to the archives to listen to the replay of this show, and you can also listen to it on Christmas afternoon here, what Rob and Chris and I are now discussing. So back to the discussion again. Um, Chris... When you and Rob see what has been done to your shows, I understand the two of you are talking about doing bod- podcast where you will be in control and people can't do this to you any longer. Is that correct? Well, yeah, yeah. I think Rob already has started one, haven't you, Rob? I, uh, I'm going to start one on New Year's Day, and it's going to be on Rumble and YouTube right now for sure, and there's about – six to seven other places that I'm going to be able to uh, forward my webcast to using the programming that I have. I'm using Stream uh, StreamYard. And one of the things, if anyone wants to get uh, watch my um, live podcast, all you have to do is go to Rumble at Rob Taylor Report or go to YouTube at Rob Taylor Report. And you any... any uh, you can probably go to Facebook and Twitter and I and, and just type in at Rob Taylor Report because I've, that's what I have set for all of my uh, social media and for the live streaming platforms. And, you know, it's nice. You're going to be coming back on January 8th, uh, Maggie. That's Elvis Presley's birthday. Yes. I know. I know. Well, you know what <laughs> I've done, Rob? I have invited uh, David Brock Smith to come up on the eighth or the following week in order to present what he wants to stay and to try to refute or rebuttal um, some of what we're bringing up here, including whatever it is he thinks he's going to present tomorrow. And then after he has an opportunity to do that, um, we um, are also going to um, uh, allow you to be able to come back again to basically discuss what he said on my show. So, um, David Brock Smith happens to have just called into the show. He's on <laughs> line one. Uh, do you have a question or a brief comment, Senator Brock Smith? Well, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I've been listening to the show, and it's just I'm beside myself on the uh, lack of truth, considering the RBN network is real news, real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. And so Donna's... Uh, Smith, or, I mean, Maggie Rose uh, from Roseburg. Um, it's uh, interesting that uh, <clears throat> when we talk about how I was uh, on the show with Mr. Taylor and Mr. Taylor's comments with regards to the threats uh, that were made that just flat are true. Uh, I mean, even Mr. Taylor and, and you, Donis, have received... The, the long and lengthy uh, explanation, but I'll read you uh, what Mr. Wilson, the president of Bicoastal Media, said. 
Hello, Senator Smith. There has been a lot of misinformation this week from Mr. Taylor and nine of his supporters that have reached out to me via email. First, Mr. Taylor and his supporters have stated that the program was pulled due to political pressure. This is false. You did bring the program to my attention and ask that I review its contents. Neither you nor any other elected official exerted any pressure to pull this show. Second, there were no threatened lawsuits by you or Mr. Tuttle. I called Mr. Tuttle and offered an apology for the inferences made on the program. Rob still continues to assert that, of course, Mr. Tuttle called him, as he did earlier in the other hour, uh, even though he knows that's not true. Uh, I found him to be reasonable and calm, which was surprising under the circumstances. I did tell Mr. Taylor on the phone that I would not be surprised if Mr. Tuttle was in contact with an attorney as he was defamed and slandered on the program, but not tell Mr. Taylor that anyone had threatened a lawsuit. I am a staunch supporter of the Constitution. I support free speech and believe in accountability. I also believe there should be more local talk radio, not less. That said, unprofessional behavior has consequences. The decision to pull the show was made after I consulted with two national talk radio consultants. After listening to the shows in question, both advised that me that they would pull the program immediately due to the behavior of Mr. Taylor and his co-hosts. I hope this okay. clears up uh, any of so this Mr. information Mr. that has so uh, Mr. been put out there this week, I am available by phone if you would like to discuss anything. So, Donna, I just wanted to say that. So, uh, and, you know, in. first of all, it's Maggie Rose, and you know that. Oh, I'm sorry. And, Mr. Maggie. Smith, what I would like you please to do is give Mr. Taylor a chance to respond and Chris Brumbles a chance to respond so we don't have any more steamrolling over filibustering. So, I'm going to give Mr. Taylor first a chance well, to respond, actually, Mr. Donna, Smith. Mr. Smith, actually, okay. Mr. Smith, what I would like you, please, is to listen to the response off air. Okay, that's what I would like you to do, please. You want me to respond? Yes. All right, so what he is saying is the what Mike Wilson has told him, but David Brock Smith wasn't in the room when I met with Mike Wilson. He was on the phone, Mike Wilson was. He had called from his office to Coos County, and he had told me specifically that David Brock Smith, along with a couple other Republicans, were called were were, were mad that I the way that I conducted the interview. They were mad that the way that I conducted the interview, and that Mr. Tuttle called Mr. Mike Wilson. This is what Wilson told me. If he's telling you something different. That's his problem. But this is what I was told, that Tuttle had called him. He was very upset. He was very upset that his, his uh, former past wife who had passed away was mentioned. And he was mad that uh, this whole thing was put forth uh, when he is just a private citizen. And that was all told to me by Mike Wilson. So if he's telling you another story, that's what he's telling you. But the fact is, David Brock Smith you initiated that review, and you knew because you were a senator, you used your title as a senator, that that's exactly what he was going to do. He was going to give extra scrutiny to my show. And since we have had those problems before with other politicians getting upset, that he just got tired of the nonsense. So whatever he's telling you, it's what he's telling you, but that's not what he said on the phone, and that's my response. Chris Brumbles, what do you have to say? Go ahead, Chris. Oh, sorry. I had to get it off of. Well, first of all, I'm a little bit confused. Who is Mike Wilson? He's the owner of Bicoastal Media. Okay, so he says that Mike Wilson 
called Tuttle. How the hell did he know Tuttle? That guy's connected. <laughs> that that guy's connected to David Brock Smith. How did he know him? You know, exactly. I think it's just more lies. That's what I think. And, and any coward that will come on here and say what he's got to say and then hang up, it, well, they're a coward. So, David Brock Smith, you're a coward, in my opinion. Well, this is start this working is, for the people, you moron. This is no. Let's not do the name calling. What I'm trying to say here is that I, you know, I, I was told in the chat room here that he was there and he wanted to call in. I was giving him the chance to do it because that's what Rob Taylor and you and I do. We allow both sides of the issue to be presented. We we don't try to do what Facebook does. We don't try to do it what Instagram and some of the others were doing. We are giving him a chance, but when he comes on and he's already violating some of the radio etiquette, that bothers me, okay? And it bothers me the fact that he's basically saying that Rob Taylor is a liar. I've never heard Rob Taylor say that certain things that David Brock Smith did, that there's, in fact, I watched the Telegram video you sent me, Chris, and I watched Rob Taylor and Diane up on the stage or in, at the restaurant state there were a few things that Rob Taylor wasn't sure about, so he was not going to accuse or shed any light on saying, oh, David Brock is this. He said, I'm not sure about this, and I haven't got all my evidence about this, but this is what we do know about David Brock. So Rob Taylor, as yourself, Chris, you both have many times, when I've come to you with things, has said, oh, Maggie Rose, make sure that, you know, that you – that you've got, you know, your sources because you don't want to come back later and then be made to look like a fool or that you're putting out disinformation, which is what we're accusing the Democrats of doing. I've made it a practice for over 50 years writing for newspapers and journalism, over 28 years with seven different radio stations in 28 years, making sure that whenever I get my information, I try to get it from at least a minimal of three sources that are unknown to each other, and then I verify those sources. And what Rob Taylor has always presented to me, and you too, Chris, is that you go and you really research your sources. And you I'll make tell you sure what, there's nobody that researches better than Rob Taylor. I don't think I know. he's a liar. I, I think that the person calling him a liar is a liar. I know. And I think he's a coward. Well, the Maybe thing you want to call people names, but that's what he is. He's a coward. And if you hang, you are who you hang around with. If you're hanging around with communists, there's a question whether you're a communist yourself. Exactly. And what was supposed to start off as a sister city in China should not be as all of a sudden having this Oregon-China council where David Brock Smith sits as a chairman and at least two portions of that council. That really bothers me. I'm seeing him as another Kate Brown and, and another Tina Kotek. I mean, Tina yep. Kotek here was taking money from not only Pfizer, taking money from um, Phil Knight, taking money from Lamodia, taking money from FDX, which she and the Democrat Party won't even give that money back. And again, I'm going to say this to you, David Brock Smith. If you took 150000 or you even took 2000 from Mr. Tuttle or his deceased wife, when they were in San Francisco, before he remarried, before he bought his second property in Gold Beach, where he was a Democrat and still registered as a Democrat in Alameda County, San Francisco, registering as an independent here in Oregon, which is still part of the Democrat Party. If you took even $2,000 
from Mr. Tuttle. You have violated the Oregon State Constitution, Article 2, Section 22, that was passed by the Oregonians in the 1990s, went up to the Oregon Supreme Court. They tried to pass it down to the federal court, uh, Ninth Circuit, which should not be hearing any cases on Oregon state sovereignty or the Oregon state constitution. They tried to say it was a freedom of speech. It is not. It was a violation of election law. It was a violation of what the Oregonians had chosen for us to be able to pass. That Article 2, Section 22 amendment still stands effective as of 2020 when Kate Brown should have been removed without a recall because she violated the Oregon State Constitution, Article 2, Section 22. And 90% of our county commissioners around the U.S., I mean, I'm sorry, 90% of our county commissioners in Oregon and many of our Republicans and our Democrats in Salem have all violated Article 2, Section 22 of the Oregon State Constitution. It stands as it is. It is a law. Why can we cherry pick and kick Republicans out because they walked out of a legislative session and they're told they can never run for office again? And we'll go ahead and uphold that new amendment to the Oregon Constitution. But you and your friends are still violating another amendment to the Oregon Constitution. That is a two-tier justice system. That is hypocritical. And it's against Oregon law. I would like to say something on this. And I want to go back to David Brock Smith, who just called in. He, The reason he called in is because, like we said, he's going to the Coos County Commissioner's meeting tomorrow because he has to do damage control. He knows that he's been caught taking money from a California Democrat. That's a fact. That's on the Secretary of State's website. We know that's a fact. He was a registered Democrat. In California, he's now a registered independent. You know what he's not? He's not a Republican. And a non-Republican is the top contributor to a Republican senator here in Oregon. I have a problem with that, number one. Number two, the reason that Mike Wilson might be giving David Brock Smith a second story is because he knows that David is going to go to the public. He's going to put that information out there. And Mike Wilson doesn't want people to think that he will cave to political pressure. Mike Wilson wants people to think that he's a strong man. He's going to stand up to this stuff. But the fact is, is that's not what he said on the phone. And why would he be calling Tuttle to ask Tuttle if he's going to sue him? And even if he did call Tuttle, was who gave Tuttle, who gave Mr. Wilson Tuttle's phone number? I guarantee you it was David Brock Smith. And I guarantee you if there was a talk of a lawyer on the conversation I had with Mike Wilson, that actually happened. So there's it's just two different stories that are coming out. And, you you know, people are going to have to decide. It's my it's he said, he said, I you're going to either have to take my word or you're going to have to take what Mike Wilson is putting out there. I know what I heard on the phone and what the story I'm telling makes more sense to me than that nonsense that David Brock Smith just wrote, wrote read out of that email he had sent out. And I don't know if you saw that email. It's like a 12 page diatribe of I did this, I did that, and just nonsense. He's a nonstop braggart, and I personally get tired of these Republicans who do that, and he's he's someone who's an expert at it. And don't forget, people, anytime any politician, first of all, all politicians are liars and egomaniacs, all of them. And anytime any politician tells you anything, ask yourself what's in it for them. Every time. I learned that years ago. 
and it has worked on everybody I talk to that that is, you know, in politics. They will always they are they will always work to make themselves look good or to make make you know try and steal your vote, no matter what they have to say or do. And the first thing he did was try to outspeak you, uh, Maggie. The first thing he did, and he used your other name, and he did that on purpose because he wanted people to know who you are. Uh, because you now you you're running under the uh, you know the alias Maggie Rose that's your radio alias you have a right to do that and the reason that he so-called slipped and used your real name that's a bunch of BS once again he's trying to put out the message out there that he knows things that we don't know and somehow he's privy to information that we're not privy to and we just we're just not smart enough to understand his strategy. And I can tell you, right, just like Chris said, surrendering to the commie Democrats is not a strategy. It's a it's a loss. It's it's surrender, no matter how you how you package it. Oh, I agree with you on that. And, you know, the thing is, is I was very honest with people when I was running for governor of Oregon um, a year and a half ago that I was not going to run under the name that was given to me. 28 years ago when I was with Republic Radio International out of Battle Creek, Michigan, okay, that I was going to use the name Maggie Rose and Maggie Rose McGrath, which, by the way, um, Maggie is my godmother's name and Rose is my grand aunt's uh, middle name and McGrath is my family surname, okay? So Maggie Rose McGrath is the AKA. No, that's not my married last name. That's not the name I was born with, but it's a name that's also been part of me for 28 years. And I told people when I run for governor, when you, the Republican Party, many of them are encouraging me to run for governor in the Constitution Party of Oregon, many Republicans voted for me. You know, I had over 8,000 votes at one point and counting, okay? And I was only given two months to run for office and less than $9,000. And you know Oregon is rigged by the Democrat Party where we don't get... I wasn't even allowed to debate with Tina Kotek, Christine Drazen, or Betsy Johnson because I was told I didn't have at least a million dollars in my campaign fund. So I was told by the Oregonian, you don't have a right to have a right to speak. You don't have a right to have a voice. You don't have a right to run and debate with these three women. Oregonians don't have a right to know about you. So I had to find other ways. He knows darn well. You're right, Rob, what he just tried to do to me. But you know what, folks? I told everybody when I run for governor, I'm running under my birth name and my married last name married to my husband, JC. Everybody who is anybody knew that Maggie Rose and the person running for governor were one and the same person. And you're right. He was just trying to rattle me. And you're right. He wasn't going to give me a chance to speak at all. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did to me is that he can't, he knew what he was doing. He continued to speak and speak and speak. And every time we tried to redirect him, he would continue to talk. So my producer had to pot him down so that we could get his attention. And then we would ask him again to refocus and and answer us directly. And he would once again start filibustering. And if you ask him about his record, he can't, he can't deny his record. That's uh, part of the legislative record. He has voted with the Democrats 30 to 40% of the time. You know what that makes you? That makes you a D student. We don't want D student senators. We want A-plus senators, senators who are actually going to vote the way we want them to vote, not vote for things like creating 
the El- turning the Elliott Forest into a research forest. That was absolutely ridiculous, and that was one of the bills he sponsored. We don't want our senators rewarding the commissioners who appointed him to the Senate, like Tim Freeman, and trying to give him an extra two years without a vote of the people. We don't want that, and we certainly don't want someone to sit in committee as they change the wording of a bill to allow tampons in the boys' bathroom, and then after he votes on it twice after that wording's been changed, he lied about it and tried to say, oh, no, that's not what the bill did, when that's exactly what the bill did. It put tampons in the boys' bathroom, and he, David Brock Smith, is responsible for that. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be wrapping up the show here in a few minutes. Um, I would like you, uh, Chris, to put out any information you want to people um, and then any website or anything that people can go to for Oregon Firearms Federation. You are the coordinator for Columbia County for that. And I know you support 3% as well. Put that out and then we'll let Rob wrap up the show with any information he wants to give to people. Know this is going to be in the archives, uh, definitely permanently. And then we will be having this show replaying in the future as well. I would just encourage everybody to go to OregonFirearms.org and sign up. Just follow the prompts to sign up for our, our alerts. They cost you nothing, and you will get the truth of what's really going on in Salem instead of listening to people like David Brock Smith tell you lies about what's in the bill. OregonFirearms.org. Thank you, Chris. And Rob, go ahead. And I would like to reiterate that. Don't take my word for it. I might be a lying bastard. You people don't know me out there in Radio Land. But guess what? Don't believe David Brock Smith just because he tells you something is the way he, he's telling you that it is. You need to do your own investigation. I'm not asking you to draw the conclusions that I've come to. I'm asking everyone out there to look at the bills that have been passed by David Brock Smith. Look at the votes that he's made on these bills and look at who's giving him money. You need to go look at that for yourself and draw your own conclusions. And that's all I've ever done since this whole thing started all the way back in November 9th. That's all I've ever done is ask people to come to their own conclusion by doing their own research. And if you want to listen to me on the radio you want or in the podcast, go to Rob Taylor Report. At Rumble, or I should say Rumble at Rob Taylor Report and YouTube at Rob Taylor Report. And thank you, Maggie Rose, for having me on the show. Thank you so much, Rob. Folks, again, Rumble at Rob Taylor Report. Uh, again, that's uh, Rumble at Rob Taylor's Report, Chris Brumbles. I'm going to bring you both again back here in the very near future. Folks, this is Maggie Rose. I will be back with you on 8 January of 2024 you all have a very wonderful christmas rob and and chris have a very happy christmas a very good near and i'm going to be seeing you tomorrow rob okay you got it see you mañana we're we're bringing at least a few people with us so uh, many people are very concerned and and we've been doing our research and the evidence is there david brock smith has violated the oregon state constitution which has now been upheld in 2020 he violated Article 2, Section 22. He's not the only one who's violated it, Rob. God bless you all. Have a good night. Good night. Now we know our cause is right, and our victory's on the way. And we won't give up the fight till we hear 200 million. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. 
First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 